Mm, bad timing. <laughs> and we live. Yo, yo, yo. What's good, brothers and babies? It's the Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast. Redraft. Look, man, that redraft was loud, bro. My bad. Your mic good? Almost knocked it over, man. <laughs> hey, this is where you come for your fancy football needs and chop up about the latest NFL news. I am Dynasty Bro Dot here with my co-bro. Dynasty Bro Vic, what's up, everybody? It's hey, it's fantasy season, man. I'm excited. How many days away are, are we from the first game, bro? Do you know? It's like 10? I think it's nine now. Nine? Ooh! Single digits, baby! Yeah. And look, we're here with the last positional value when it comes to Dynasty or just fantasy in general. Hopefully, y'all not doing no defenses. Hopefully, y'all not doing no kickers. If you are, switch leagues, baby. But yeah, we're here with the top 12 tight ends. And Vic keep on saying he's going to shock the world with uh some of these. So um, how many we aligned on last time? Wasn't it like six or seven, bro? It was a crazy number. It was like five, right? Nah, it nah, was seven. I think it was seven. seven. Yeah, yeah, it was higher. So he asked me what we going to line on this time. I told him probably two if he going to shock the world like that. So what's your number? What you putting your bet on, bro? You, if you were a betting man. Usually the top two or three are obvious, so I'm going to save. Let's go four, man. I told him the top two are probably obvious, and I feel like we're going to up the three and four for some reason between me and him. But we'll figure it out in a minute, man. Look, first of all, let's start right here just because we run out of time. Follow us at, well, follow me at Dynasty Bro down on Instagram, Twitter, and Dynasty Bros FF on the main page on Instagram. Where can they follow you at, my brother? At Chief Sosa FF. Uh, that's, yeah, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, PSN if you got that Madden. Oh, get man. Popped. Oh, man. Uh, we'll, that's a whole nother story. So, look, we're going to start at 12 and work our way up because I'm excited. Vic, I didn't guess who his number 12 is. So, can you start or do you want to shock the world second? How you want to do this? Man, let me shock the world second. I don't want to set the tone. I don't want people scratching their head off top. So, All right. I'm going with my guy that I think is going to be the breakout tight end this year. And we're going to go with Mr. Noah Fent. First year, last year. Playing with a first-year QB and Drew Locke, man. And, yeah, they have Sutton. And I know they drafted a couple talented receivers this year, especially one that I really, really love in Jerry Judy. But, really, to me, all that does is open up more space on the inside for Fent to flourish even more, man. So, I'm just excited to see what they're going to do going into both of their second years. They already showed the chemistry, and this is a guy that they will run out the backfield. They will force him the ball in different ways, not just running as a tight end. So I like the fact that they draft him as the capital, and they used him in tons of ways last year. So you like to see that from your starting tight end, man, and usually they don't develop and start playing in the first year. And He made plays, man. He, he's that big play tight end, man, and you love having that on your roster. Yeah, so. I like that call. They forced him the ball last year, too. Like, you could tell they wanted to get him involved, get him mm-hmm. going. So, yeah, that's only going to carry over into this year. And shout out to, uh, shout out to Fantasy Pharaohs at PSN and Chief Sosa FF, man. I keep it simple. I'm easy to find, man. So, yeah, let's uh, let's uh, set that up. I might even stream it. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, I'm man. running with the Colts, and I'm running oh, counter, we... single back, one wide receiver. Counter's coming. So, I'm letting you know what's coming. Let's do it. <laughs> Now, back to the top 12 <laughs> tight ends. Yeah. Vic, shock the world, bro. All right, man. My number 12 is, well, first let me say this. Usually with tight ends, the top seven are like the big seven. Um, for me, eight through 12 are usually like streaming options. That's kind of how I look at it. Um, but my number 12 is uh, Mr. Evan Ingram, man. I know that's kind of shock. I know it's going to shock a lot of people, but, you know, and of course you don't want to project injuries on people, but the man hasn't shown me that he can play a full season. So, you know, for me, I got him at number 12. Um, so yeah, I mean he, he's he's definitely a talented and, and you know elite. He has elite talent, especially at the tight end position. He runs like a wide receiver, but 
can't stay on the field for a full 16, man. So, you know, that's a guy that's going to start off hot, and he's shown that he's fizzled out, man. So just based on that, I just got him at number 12 just based on that. But if he plays a full 16 or 17, I got him at, you know, easily top five, but I just – I don't see it, man. Who was on here that that hated Ingram but loved Hunter Henry? And I was like, bro, they're in the same boat. Was that a Dynasty Price? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Dynasty Price. Hey, they're in the same boat, man. Don't be biased. All right, look, number 11. We're going to go to a guy who turned up, man, at the end of the season. And um, the whole offense turned up low-key, especially Fitz. He won you a championship. Let's go to Mr. Mike Gusecki, man, a guy who came out when he hit the combine, total athlete, speed, athleticism, strength, all of that through the through the roof, and, and the charts is crazy. So Mike Gusecki has the opportunity to, like I said, the reason why I like Fant is because I think those two receivers on the outside are going to open up some more lanes for Gusecki, who's going to dominate linebackers. What'd you say? Got to fix the NWO. My guy said he got the NWO shirt on to teach y'all motherfuckers a lesson. Hollywood, Make man. Make a statement. Uh, but, yeah, I think Mr. Mike Gusecki is going to get involved heavily, especially Ryan is going to start the season, man. That's that's what's projected. And I think Preston on the outside and and uh, Parker on the other outside is just going to open up lanes because both of those guys proved to be a wrecking, a force to be reckoned with. So I really do like Mike Gusecki. I think he's going to be involved. And like you said, those big play tight ends that are athletes, man, we love those guys. So that's my number 11. I think he's going to have some very good yardage and touchdowns this year. I you start off with two guys that did not make my list. Sheesh. <laughs> but uh, let's go down to L.A. So I got uh, Hunter Henry. Um, last year he was a tight end nine. But, of course, there's some question marks this year. Of course, no Phillip Rivers. Um, you know, they're going to be between Tyrod Taylor and Justin Herbert. So, you know, just given there's potentially two QBs that's going to be playing this year, that's going to disrupt the chemistry. Um, so that's why I, I have Hunter Henry taking a step back this year. Um, and, again, health is another uh, concern for him as well. That's another guy, you know, who hasn't played a full 16, but I think last season he played 14 games, right? And then the year before it was like 12, yep. so it's not too terrible. But, um, again, you got to monitor the health and, again, the QB situation. So he's still going to, you know, break top 12. That, that's what I'm anticipating, but there's still some flags there. So I'll tell you, I would have had an issue if Henry would have been in your top seven. But I, I like how you played him, man. Both of those guys are talented enough to be top four, five, six in, in this position, but – like you said, man, injuries are always messing both of them up. So let me get into one of Vic's guys. Maybe him at 10 is going to shock you. But Mr. Tyler Higby, I know everybody's in love with Tyler Higby in the, you know, the last few games of the season. And let me tell you why I'm not. Until Gerald Everett got hurt, he couldn't get no run over him. So I'm not saying that, you know, he's coming in as the backup. But I do think they love Gerald Everett, too. And he actually had big games when it wasn't an offense that was running through the tight end, which they chose to switch to. So give me the guy who was proven to play over the guy that everybody's falling in love with in the system that wasn't acclimated for him to flourish in because they still had all three receivers at that point. They traded Cooks. Everett got hurt. and They switched how the offense was running. And then Higby start flourishing. And, you know, salute, hat off to you to take off when you got the opportunity. But everybody act like Gerald Everett is not going to be involved. Everybody's acting like they didn't draft Van Jefferson, who I think is starting to turn up. Yeah. Yeah, so they still have another guy outside of those two main receivers that I like. And they have a tight end that's sitting right next to Higby that's just as talented. I don't think all that that production he was getting at the end of the season is going to happen so you know, I, I got him falling down a little bit. I still think that offense throws enough to where everybody can get a piece. So, number 10, Higby. 
not believe in that top five hype. All right, my number 10, we're going to go down to Tampa Bay. I got Rob Gronkowski. Oh, Lord. He's coming out of retirement, but, you know, the report's out of camp saying, hey, it's, it's like he never left. So he's even back to the same size. He even put the weight back on pretty quickly. So I know historically Bruce Arians' offense doesn't leverage the tight end. I mean, for me, that's why O.J. Howard never really broke out like we wanted him to, especially when you got a, a Chris Godwin and Mike Evans out there. But Tom Brady's going to get his tight end involved. So, um, again, it's a new offense, new system. Um, you know, I'm expecting Gronk to maintain top 10. It's the first guy you named that's not in my top 12. Ah. Let's move on to Mr. Hunter Henry. <laughs> I'm good with that. Number nine, right? We're on number nine? <laughs> yeah, number nine, Mr. Hunter Henry. Look, yeah, he has the injury issues. I try not to mark people down for their injury issues. I, ju- I just say, hey, this is what he's going to play. If he gets hurt, I'm not going to take that away from my rankings, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, it's a lot of injury-prone guys then at it that is. point. But, it uh, is. Yeah, so this is what I will say. Hunter Henry's a baller. The only reason I don't have him higher is because I'm afraid. what I don't know what his quarterback situation is. And honestly, if Mike Williams didn't get banged up, I probably would have him lower than this because I think Mike Williams opened up scoring opportunities for Hunter Henry and some more targets. So I think he's going to start off decent because – who do you have to throw it to in that offense besides Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler? Hey, Hunter Henry's right there, so I don't care who the quarterback is at this point because there's going to be targets available. So give me Hunter Henry, man, and hopefully he can stay healthy. And if he does, what a talent to tight end, bro. Yeah, that's a good call. And also you got the Melvin Gordon targets too. That That's mm-hmm. off the table now. So plenty of room for, for Hunter Henry to feast. But, again, can he stay on the field? So. All right, man, my number nine, this is my breakout guy. So your number 12 was your breakout guy. I'm expecting a big breakout at the number nine spot. Let's go Tennessee, Jonu Smith. Uh, so last year, he actually was number one in contested catch rate, finished with an 85.7%. So that's number one. Um, basically, the ball's thrown to him. He's, he's catching it. Um, so he finished number one in that category. And, of course, that's a run-heavy offense. But, of course, we already know they're going to throw it to AJ. They're going to throw some to Corey. We all saw what Delaney Walker did in that system. Now that he's gone, John is the like 2.0 version of Delaney. Bigger, stronger, faster. Contested catch rate is there. So I'm expecting him to break out. This is his fourth year. Um, Darren Waller broke out in his fourth year actually playing, even though he was in the league five years. He was suspended for one year. But this is typically the breakout year for tight ends. I like it. I like it. Um, you went two guys in a row that wasn't on my list, so. And I had two guys in a row that wasn't on your list. And I know John who's your guy. Yeah, that's my guy, man. That's your guy. All right, number Let's eight, move right? on to my number eight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my number eight is Jared Cook. Look, I love Jared Cook. I love Jared Cook with Drew Brees. And he dominated, scored a lot of touchdowns last year. Once Drew Brees got back, Jared Cook was a dominant force at tight end. It was just Cook, Alvin having a little down season, and then Michael Thomas always open. But they do bring in Emmanuel Sanders, which I don't think is a big fantasy issue, but a real-life issue. I do think Emmanuel is a veteran who is good at his job, and he will demand targets. So I don't just see – Mike was going to keep getting everything. Hey, I'm not knocking that. But you can't just keep giving Jared and Alvin everything else. I think they brought Emmanuel Sanders in this offseason for a reason. So honestly, if they didn't make any other moves, I'd probably have Jared up another slot maybe too. But uh, Cook is coming in right here because I think he's going to score a lot of touchdowns. And if a tight end gets can flirt with double-digit touchdowns, they usually flirt with five, six at the tight end position at the end of the year. So give me some Jared Cook, man. I love it. 
All right, that was number eight. Yes, sir. How many we say we're gonna connect on? I said two, you said four. All right, I said four. My number eight is Jared Cook, man. We're gonna stay in New Orleans. I mean, shit. I mean, damn. Keep stirring up that gumbo. That's where we at. So, of course, he was tight end seven last year. Uh, he tied for second with nine touchdowns. So, clearly, you know, he's a red zone threat. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, he was third in targets last year behind Michael Thomas and Alvin, Alvin mm-hmm. Kamar. Um, but yeah, man, everything you said, man, we just echo everything, especially with the COVID stuff. You know, he's he's a he's a familiar target, he's a familiar familiar piece in that offense. So, you know, he's he's Mr. O reliable, man. What is he like 33, 34 now? 34. So this is a guy you can get late. Like you can literally go late and get him and build your depth everywhere else. That's why you need to pay attention to the end of the season because there was a dry drought when uh when Breeze went away, Cook yeah. kind of went away. But as soon as Breeze came back, they came back right on fire. So you have to pay attention to your fantasy season all the way through. Number seven. Number seven, Mr. Evan Okay. Look, man, he's probably, if you ask me who is one of the, the most talented tight ends in the league, Evan Ingram, just off what he can do with his athleticism, speed, he can catch the ball like a wide receiver. He's just crazy. And I don't think no linebacker going to be able to deal with Evan Ingram. And the only reason that he's at this point is because of injury. He is a great tight end. No tight, Very rare a tight end can come in and do what he did in his rookie year. And every time he's on the field, he's balling out. That's all I got to say. If he wasn't injury prone, top five, easy. But he has to be here because I do understand he, he is injury prone. But he's a dog. All right, my number seven, let's go to L.A., Tyler Higby. Um, of course, he was the tight end eight last year, and that's, you know, after stepping in behind Gerald Everett. So for him to, you know, basically catch up and break the top ten from that standpoint, uh, the Rams are third in pass attempts and fourth in passing yards. That was last season, so the volume is going to be there as far as opportunities. Of course, they always keep two tight ends on the field, and they run a lot of play action. Man, hey, I'm expecting him to take this next step, man. So he already shown he can do it. Of course, they already um, extended him as well, so they believe in him. That's all I got to say, man. Tyler Higby. I'm all in on Tyler Higby. Some people are in, some people are out. I'm all in. I like it, but I dig it. Hey, look, we almost at that top five. Let me tell you the guy that didn't make my top five. And I think this guy's in Vic's top five. That's why I, I, I digressed on us getting too many. Darren Waller. That hurts, bro. <laughs> Darren Waller. Look, I love him. I think they're going to run through him. But through him probably doesn't mean as much as last year did. Look, I don't think he's going to demand that many targets as many as he did last year. But I do I do see a world where his touchdowns come up. But they went and invested into the first receiver taken in the draft, Henry Ruggs. Brian Edwards is all over the board. They Everybody loves Brian Edwards, and he's a red zone threat. And then I can see a world where Josh Jacobs is coming up in his targets and his receptions. So, Look, I'm not saying Darren Waller isn't great, but what he did last year on all those targets and all those receptions, I can see that coming down realistically because they have talent around him now. Still love him as a player. Still think the offense is going to run through him and Josh Jacobs, but there's a world where Henry and Brian makes him come down, bro, because they're too talented as young guys. All right. My number six, Hayden Hurst. So let's go down to Atlanta. Now, of course, he's stepping into a starting role after leaving Baltimore. We all know what Austin Hooper did there last year. He had 97 targets, and that was mm-hmm. on, that was in 13 games. Mm-hmm. So clearly he's going to clear that 100 target mark. So I'm expecting Hayden Hurst to have over 100 targets, 
Um, hopefully Julio can stay healthy. Hopefully Calvin can stay healthy. I mean, if they do miss some games here and there, that's even more targets left to go to Hayden. Um, so yeah, I mean, he was he was drafted in the first round a couple years back. Talents there, you know, the Falcons were number one in pass attempts, so all they want to do is throw the ball. So we know they're throwing. It's just a matter of to who. So yeah, give me uh, Hayden Hurst. Piggyback. That's my number five, and I've been speaking him being a top five tight end with me since the trade. Look, talented Julio, talented Calvin. Yeah, they throw it to the the back out a little bit. I, they threw it to Devontae Freeman, whatever. They brought in Gurley. He's not as gifted out the backfield as he was originally. That tight end spot is way, way more important than what he was getting in Baltimore. And he was still getting run there. He just wasn't flourishing as a pass catcher. But look, he's walking into a ton of targets. There's there's going to be touchdowns available. There's This offense is probably going to push for the most passing yards and passing attempts. Matt Ryan throws the ball. He needs that reliable, if it's not Julio, you know, he'll damn near look at the tight end before Calvin. Calvin makes the big plays, but the everyday plays is is Julio and it's Hurst. I in love him in his offense. Top five, I've been speaking it all offseason since the trade, man. So that's really why I bumped Wilder out because I like Hayden Hurst. Yeah. I want to be a hypocrite. And, I mean, you know, you can't double coverage everyone. Of course, you're going to try to double coverage Julio, but Calvin's going to see some single coverage. That tight end over the middle, that's already a mismatch. Yeah. So, yeah, I like the call. All right, uh, number five, let's go to Las Vegas. I got Darren Waller. So, of course, last year he was a tight end three. I got him taking a couple steps back. I'm just giving, like you said, all the pieces they brought in with the rookies and Josh Jacobs supposed to be catching the ball more. Um, last year, Waller stepped up as a receiving option. He kind of looked like a Zach Ertz last year, just helping to march the ball downfield. Mm-hmm. He had a little bit of difficulty, you know, scoring in the red zone. But given all these pieces are around him, I'm expecting his targets to go down, but he's going to turn up more in the red zone now that he's not going to be double covered in the red zone. So, I mean, we, are, we already know what Waller can do. Uh, we saw it all last year. Some people are fading Waller. I think that's a mistake. I mean, again, more pass catchers you got around you, that just opens you up to more single coverage. So I'm all in. And, of course, we saw what Derek Carr did with Waller last year and the year before with Jared Cook. That's how Jared Cook landed that deal in New Orleans because he saw, like, over 100 targets from Carr. So Carr has already established a rhythm with the tight end. That's not going to stop. You feel me? This hand came out. Vic, he on a real rant. He, I think he feel disrespected because I didn't have yeah. Waller in my top five, man. You didn't have Hurst in your top five. I feel disrespected. All right. You want to put a bet on that? Since since they're like neck and neck. Shot bet? Yeah. That bitch. All right. All right. So, look, I thought we might differ here because I know you love one team more than the other um, when it comes to just guys. So, I'm going to name my four, which I think my four is your three. Mark Andrews is my number four tight end. Look, I think he's going to score touchdowns. But Lamar threw a lot of touchdowns. Like, he was super efficient. I'm not saying that has to come down a lot. But there's a world, there's always a world, where Hollywood comes up on touchdowns. Uh, He wasn't out on the field a lot. He was banged up some games. So I think Hollywood's going to take another step forward. And, and, you know, I think they might run some more. They got J.K. He can run into some touchdowns. I don't know, man. I just think there's a world where – Andrew's so limited. I don't think there's a, there's a bunch of targets for him, and I don't think there's a bunch of catches for a guy like that. He's really relying on touchdowns. If they come down any, he's not going to be that great of a tight end, man. But just luckily, he's an offense that's damn near one of a kind. So 
It should be there. I don't see a world where his targets come up that much because Lamar is not throwing the ball that much, so the volume will be very limited. But I love Mark Andrews. I just don't want to be the guy relying on touchdowns. I'd rather rely on volume, targets, yards, shit like that easy. All right, my number four, we're going to Philly, Zach Ertz, Mr. O-Reliable. He was the tight end four last year. He was fourth in receiving yards at 916 yards, and he was fourth in touchdowns with six. So that's just his sweet spot, man. So I just got him repeating. Um, again, also with the Jalen Rager news, of course, he just got hurt. I'm on space. So, of course, these receivers are trying to go down already in Philly. Um, so, yeah, just given that, you know, of course, uh, Carson Wentz, he already has a rapport with his, with his tight ends, but uh, – Ertz is the number one there. So, yeah, he's going to be their number one receiving option. So, I got Ertz there, man, holding down the four spot. My number three, flirting with over 100 targets this year, flirting with 100 catches this year. He didn't start scoring to the back end of last year. Zach Ertz is going to be a dog. No, Alshon to start. Rager is a rookie already getting banged up, missing three or four weeks. We don't know what Deshaun Jackson is doing. He's going to be forced back into a row. That's fine. Miles Sanders and Boston Scott are great pass catchers out the backfield. But somebody has to stretch the field, and it's always Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz is not a five-touchdown kind of guy with all the volume he gets. I think he's going to flirt with double digits again. He's going to have over 100 catches. I'm speaking in PPR. That is, that's how you flirt with being the number one tight end in general in the year. So, I see it. There's a path where everybody's always saying Ertz is only dominant because the receivers go down. It already happened. The season ain't even started. Lock me in for Ertz. He's my guy. I can. I love the value because he keeps falling a little bit more, and Andrews is rising a little bit more. But, it, hey, those Kelsey and Kittle going in the second round early sometimes. Yeah. Give me that Zach Ertz in the fourth round, man, because I think you still have a week like lead over all the other tight ends, man. And like I said, with that volume, he's flirting with, you know, potential tight end one. I like that strategy, man. Get you two RBs in the first two rounds, get you like an Allen Robinson in the third, and get you a Zach Ertz in the fourth. That's, Easy. that's solid, man. Ertz is basically your wide receiver too. Easy at money. The, at the tight end spot. All right, man, but let me tell you why you're wrong about the number three spot, though, and why it should have been Mark Andrews, man. You got to remember last season, the tight ends led the Ravens in targets. So Lamar was throwing to the tight ends all day. And with Hayden Hurst gone, that's even more targets for Mark Andrews. I don't even know who their second tight end is. I guess Nick Boyle. I got a couple of Nick Boyle shares. But uh, last season, Mark Andrews had 10 touchdowns. So he led the tight end position in touchdowns with double digits. I'm expecting the targets to go up. I'm expecting them to maintain that double digit touchdown mark. Again, Lamar already shown he likes throwing to the tight end. So who's Who was the number? Who was... Who was the number two receiver last year? I got to look. Was it Hollywood? No, nah, I'm just saying in general, like, just Hollywood going into a second year, you know, he put on some weight. I think he's going to be healthy all year. I think he'll demand a few more targets, too. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know, man. I'm excited about both of them, man. Just I think Ertz just has that guaranteed volume, man. It's a passing offense. So, I'm just – I'm excited about that. So, um, that's that. All right. So, I got some numbers. All right, hit me. Hollywood has seventy-one targets. Andrews had ninety-eight. So, yeah, I don't, I don't see a world where Mark, where Marquise Hollywood Brown is going to flirt with seventy targets this year. I don't see it happening. But we'll see, man. Those are uh, you want to shot bet Ertz and uh, fuck it, man. Lock them up, bro. We ain't did that many, man. What you trying to do? You trying to shot bet this Ertz and, and... nah? We ain't got to do that. Was what that you... was that our flip flop? 
Yeah. We can do that because we got the Waller and the uh, Hirsch. Hirsch. I'm like with that. it. Fuck, it's just a shot. It's just a shot, baby. All right, look, let's talk about the two deserving guys. I'm pretty sure we lined up on these. I locked these in and I was unsure about everything else. George Kittle, your number two? Yep. Yeah, man, look, the only reason he's the number two is because he's in a run-first offense. I know he's the only receiving weapon. I know he will probably flirt with more yards than Kelsey. I don't know if he'll flirt with more touchdowns than Kelsey or receptions because the other offense that's being played. But the 49ers offense, run-first offense, then it's Kittle. Hey, I don't really know. I don't have any back and forth. Just Kittle is a dog. He's the first read. He's the second read. He's the red zone threat. He's always on the field no matter what. So he'll, even when he's not on the field, he's on the field. So, man, number two, George Kittle. I'm not mad if you take him number one. Do what you want. Yeah, he could easily be the number one, but I got him as number two as well. Like you said, run first offense. Um, he's missed some games, so some injury concerns, but at the end of the day, he still produces enough volume to where he could still finish as a top three. Uh, tight end, but for me, I'm not really investing the draft capital for these one and two, maybe even three tight ends. So that's my only reservation there. But George Kittle, number two. Yeah, and let's just talk about uh, Kelsey. He's deserving, bro. He's always going to be the number one tight end. He's 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 tied to Pat Mahomes, bro. And that offense, they're going to throw the ball. He he makes defenders look like. They ain't ish when he's out there, man. The route running for a big guy like that is crazy. Yeah, he 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 blocks and boxes out. He he's his his catch ratio is just crazy. He demands the targets. I don't. It's hard to top him because of the offense he's in and how much of that percentage in the receiving game he demands. So Kelsey is a dog, bro. Yeah, I I agree. Of course, you know that offense runs through Kelsey, man. I mean, you just see it. They scheme him up and down the field. And on the goal line in the red zone, they're, they're looking for Kelsey. They're even running shovel passes to him. So, you know, they, they're not paying Pat Mahomes half a billion dollars to hand the ball off to Clyde. He's throwing the ball, and he's looking for Kelsey first, then Tyreek, and then, you know, Clyde. So that's kind of the progression with that offense, man. So he's going to maintain that, and he's been healthy. That's a guy you don't even have to worry about. Like, he's always out there. So I like it. Yeah, he doesn't do anything to get himself injured anymore. Hey. If you was heavy in Dynasty when Kelsey first started, bro, you would be out on him like you was out on OJ and Evan Ingram and shit because that nigga couldn't play a full season to save his life. I don't remember them days. Then that nigga hit 26 and was like stud tight end. It's just, that's all it is, bro. Nah, go look at, nah, if you want to pull it up, go look at him. Nah, but uh, you got a flyer guy. I know there's a couple guys that, uh, that didn't make my list that was on yours and vice versa. You got a flyer that, that could jump into the top 10. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Noah Fant, man. Um, I just like that play. I mean, going back to his rookie year again, they literally forced the ball to Noah Fant even when he was dropping passes. So they drafted him in the first round. They clearly believe in the talent. Um, they're just being patient with him. So that's a guy that could take a sophomore leap. All right. Um, I like Janu, but you spoke Janu so much. I want to talk a forgotten player. Okay. TJ Hawkinson was a- actually drafted before Noah Fant last year, went into a offense that has a – Sling, slinging the ball around quarterback in Matthew Stafford. I think week one, he was actually the tight end one, bro. So, like, and then it just went downhill from there. The involvement went down. The touchdowns went down. Hawkinson started getting banged up. Stafford started getting banged up. Everything kind of went wrong for the whole offense outside of Galladay. With all that being said, Hawkinson was drafted before Fant. 
Remember that he was drafted to be involved in this offense. I know a lot of people are afraid of Detroit's offense. Don't be. I'm here to tell you that they can all flourish. Swift is going to be all right. Maybe carry on my start off. Swift's going to be all right. The tight end's going to be all right. Galladay is fire. And we we talked about Marvin Jones just being a consistent player. So I love Matthew Stafford. I love all his pieces. I love TJ Hawkinson. All right, real quick, give me a, a streaming option. I'm going to go first. If you're playing the streaming game with the tight ends, which is totally fine, my number one streamer is Darren Fells, tight end for the Houston Texans. They got all these new wide receivers. They have all are known to be banged up. Last year, Fells had seven touchdowns. That's huge. He's a familiar target for Deshaun in the red zone. He's 6'7", 270. He's a big target. Hey, that's my number one streaming option if you're going to play the streaming game. Go get Darren Fells. Man, uh, a late tight end that you can stream. Hmm. I can throw you a oop. Since we run out of time, who is Jack Doyle, bro? Yeah, but a neck injury kind of scares me, okay. bro. That kind. Of, all right, I got one. Blake Jarwin. Let's just talk about the guy that's in the offense that I think is going to be fire. Uh, we just talked about Michael Gallup earlier. I said I love his talent. Everybody loves C.D. Lamb coming out, and everybody loves Mari Cooper when he's healthy. Jason Witt. What's up, nephew? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jason Witten actually demanded targets and got hella catches last year. Do y'all remember what Jason Witten looked like on the field? It looked like he was never going to retire. Yeah, bro. You go get a guy that's athletic and put him straight on the field, showed he can make big plays, has that kind of ability. I, I kind of like Blake Jarwin. Um, I think he's going to be all right in a system. I think he's going to throw the ball a lot. So shout out to Dak. And uh, he does involve his tight ends. He always has. All right, we want to shout out Black and White Sports. Uh, be sure you guys check check them out, man. They got their Taco Tuesday that's coming up right after this. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Black and White Sports. You can follow them on Twitter, Facebook, throw their, join their Facebook community. Um, you can look them up on our page. We follow them. They follow us. This is an exclusive redraft show for Black and White Sports. Shout out to you guys. Thank you, guys. Taco Tuesday. All right, until next week, man. Hey, it's fantasy season. Good luck with your drafts. Oh, yeah.